Mean Old Lion Media presents Wardrobe Boss. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Wardrobe Boss Podcast. I am your hostess, Eliza Perilla, and I am the Wardrobe Boss. I whip wardrobes into shape through curating styles, collections, and clients' closets, and making it easy to get dressed for life each and every day. On this podcast, I like to talk style, fashion, winning mindsets, and all things related. Uh, today, my guest knows all about styling people. Sanaya Sappleton, better known as Coco Styles, is a corporate style coach, and she is changing people's lives on a daily basis. Coco, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You look so pretty. I wish that my audience could see you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, life has changed for so many people and going back to work at an office looks very different now than it did before the pandemic. So let's talk about corporate workwear in 2022 for men and women. Where are we right now? So I would say in 2022, we have gone to a place where people are able to express themselves a lot more. Let's take it back to the 1950s, maybe, where corporate was very, even up in 2018, corporate style was very strict. You know, we really couldn't be creative as much, but most companies who do have a business casual dress code, the employees are able to express themselves a lot more through their style, opposed to a formal way of dressing. So I think it's come a long way. And I think people are happy with it because they're able to, you know, express themselves a bit more. Now, while I think that's a good thing, that could also be a tricky thing because not everybody understands business casual or casual Friday. So to me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't work in a corporate setting, but I have. And so, um, it seems like casual Friday is quite a bit blurry now. And so as a corporate style coach, can you define casual Friday for everybody at the office? Everybody so, who works at the office. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I would say casual Friday. Okay, so let's go back really quick to the business casual. I tell people, make sure you are reading your company handbook and paying attention to the culture in the the company, right? Uh, we have companies where business casual is almost looks like formal a little bit, right? Just depending. But then you have somewhere it's really, really relaxed. So for a Friday, I would say still remain professional. Um, do not wear anything that has holes in it, guys. <laughs> Stay away from distressed jeans. For men, I've seen this a million times where they're wearing the most current sneaker. And I would say for men, just keep it classy with a simple pair of white sneakers. You would still look professional, still dressed down, but not so urban, if I dare say. <laughs> but if you're having a classic pair of white sneakers, you'll still be able to go to a meeting. Um, if you, Even if you had to meet a client, you can still do that with the white sneakers. And for women, definitely no mini skirts, ladies. <laughs> no mini skirts, <laughs> no low cut blouses. And one thing I like to tell women is heels. We love heels, right? But when it comes to heels, we still have to be a little bit careful when it comes to the height of the heel. Five inch heels, it's not for an office. It's just not. Um, just, you know, you want to be comfortable because you're going to be walking around, maybe running to meetings, running out to lunch, and you don't want to draw attention because you have one five inch heels, ladies. <laughs> I think that's a really great point. And I love that you said not so urban because that's not what you mean. What you're mm -hmm. saying, and you're not saying 
don't be yourself. You're saying you work in an office and you have to comply with the rules of that society. So that means for men, and you're right, because I see it all the time. When you go to an office and it's casual Friday, and this goes for women too, you're right. You don't wear distressed jeans. You don't have a shirt that's like oversized jersey with all these crazy logos. Like that's not the time for that. You could do that after work casual Friday on your own, right? And it's not that you can't be yourself. It's that you, that is the culture you're in and you have to adapt while you're there. And I love that you said the heels because Louboutins ain't for the office. Unless you are the CEO and you're a woman and maybe you work in corporate. So you need, you know, like the very pointy, very, you know, the high pump if that's, you know, for some places, that's appropriate. If it's a fashion company, that's appropriate. But you shouldn't be the boss's secretary rolling around in your Louboutins, you know, to show the office that you have red bottoms because you're right. It is, that's not the place for it. And thank you for saying that. <laughs> I know years ago, someone told me, you know, you never dress better than your boss, right? So I kind of was on the fence with that. And it's because I'm like, well, what if you just had like a wealthy husband? Like, and he like treated you really well, right? But I understood what she was saying. Like, you want to dress in a way where they recognize you, but you don't want to overdo it with like a logo bag or something. Like, that's just like a no-no. Um, no showing off. You can wear something that's a little bit more discreet. It can be designer, but you don't want to be in there with like a Louis Vuitton bag and it's like LVs everywhere. It's just not a good place and i i personally think because i've been in management side i've seen them judge people on that you know women are judged like more than men are so we have to be a little bit careful on what we do still expressing who we are through our style let me ask you a question do you think or do you know if hr let's say a woman comes into a corporate whatever a marketing right and she comes in with her Vuitton bag her you can tell this girl is dripping in designer and and the position that she's going for is maybe not such a um up the corporate ladder do you think when they see her in all this designer gear that they they think she has enough money and so we don't have to pay her um, more than what we wanted to pay her because she looks like she's doing okay anyway? I do. I think that they look at every single thing and people don't realize it. Like, you know, I'm from New York City. I like luxury. I grew up with certain things. Um, I have a decent job and well, good job. <laughs> 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 and um, I definitely know that, I've, and I've been on the side of management, I've watched them not pay people certain things because of that reason. And I don't think people see it. They're just like, well, I want to show off my good stuff, but not realizing that it's actually hurting you in the long run, right? So it's just a little bit of things that I try to get through with my messaging, not trying to trigger people, but letting them know that everything is actually being looked at when you're on an interview. Every single thing is being looked at. Right. So that's my job to kind of, wake them up to that. <laughs> you know, I'm really glad that you said, because you just kind of corrected me. Don't dress better than your boss, because I was going to ask you this. I mm -hmm. usually advise clients 
to dress better than their boss if they want a promotion or if their if their main intention in going in there is to be a boss one day, then I feel like you've got to give that impression at the beginning because then people will look at you as that and you'll kind of garner a, a different respect subconsciously just because of the way you put your foot forward with what you're wearing. So I say if you're going in at this position, but you want that position, then you have to keep your level of dress the same way because you have to, um, people have to look at you that way subconsciously. You know, I agree. What it is, is I think what's, you want to dress for the job you want, right? So you meet people at companies. I'll give you an example. I started out in corporate very young and my first job was in Chase Bank. And you know, the banks are like strict. (laughs) So I kind of got a really good idea of how to dress when I moved over to just a regular corporation. But some of my counterparts were not dressing the way I was. Now, those are my friends, but I I wasn't going to change the way I was dressing because they dressed a certain way. I knew that it was a huge company and that there were so many places that I could actually move to that I just stuck to it. And I moved up with my style, honestly, through the years of working there. And I ended up becoming a manager. So I started out really low level and just kind of worked my way up. And my style actually changed each position that I got. So I leveled up slightly, not drastically to where it was noticeable um, because, you know, office chatter. People are like, oh, she got a new job. (laughs) She got money. But you want to do it slightly and subtle to where, you know, you still feel good. You're not holding back, but you're just doing it slowly because most of the time you end up being the boss of your friends. (laughs) So, you know, I, I do think it's important to dress for the job that you really, really want. You made so many valid points there. And one thing that you said that I want to touch on is that I really believe that the bosses pay attention to their staff and they pay attention to what you wear. I don't care how good you are at what you do. But if you're sloppy or messy or, you know, just not a clean look, you will be overlooked. And then someone else who doesn't even have half the experience with you will get promoted. Am I right or wrong? You are right. And it's like, think of it like this. When we are just out and about in the street, right? And this is going to be so dramatic when I say this. But like, you know, you see how people judge people who are, who have less than them or someone who may be homeless, right? The way people are, like they judge you literally on that. So people are going to assume that a homeless person may smell and that may not even be the case, right? So you're looking at this person at work and you're like, well, they don't even care. They don't, they don't care. They may want to move up, but they don't care about how they coming off to us at this job and management they're always looking they're always looking i mean people have gotten promoted that i know they weren't expecting it but they were always on top of it when it came to their professional image in an office they've gotten pulled into meetings for like to help out just like to cover not expecting it but I said it's because the way you're presenting yourself and they are comfortable with bringing you in to represent them, right? So your image matters. (laughs) It really does. It's the first impression you give somebody and it's not that you have to be who someone else wants you to be, but I just think you want to put your best foot forward for anything in life. You just reminded me of a story. I once worked in an office and the only reason I went to work in the office is because the CEO was a friend of mine and trusted me and was like, can you please, please come and help me because I need someone who I trust rather than someone who I don't know and I don't trust.
was. And I really didn't want to do it, but I did it. And I remember that there was a person in that company. I think they were part of the hiring team or they worked somewhere in HR. The HR department was really big. And I saw one of the HR girls walking right past my desk in her dress was so short. I could practically see her business. And I will tell you that I didn't work there that long. And I was like, you know, I didn't know her. I was like, should I pull her to the side? I don't know her. She's going to be like, you have some nerve. But I, I wanted to pull her aside, like in love, like to say, I don't know if you realize it, but... I was mortified. I was like, I don't want to see all of that. And especially not in an office. I'm like, do I tell my boss? Do I pull her to the side? Like, I really didn't know what to do. And I was like, sometimes I want to go to people on the street and say, you know what? Um, You may not notice this and I'm not trying to, and I'm serious too. Sometimes, yeah, I am judging, but sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I just want to be helpful because, you know, people aren't going to know unless you're like, let me put you to the side and put you on to something. What do you think, this is something that I'm going to be honest, drives me crazy. What is and is not appropriate as far as hairstyles in the workplace? And I know that's a very touchy subject, but let's just do it. We're here. Let's do it. It's our opinions. We have the right to our opinions. So hair. Okay. Let's take it to, because I am a black woman and you know, we have a lot of black women who went completely took all relaxers out. Now they're wearing their natural hair, beautiful hair, all different textures, right? So in the beginning, it was a big thing with the, their hair not being well kempt and stuff. And I never understood it because it was neat. It just wasn't the norm, right? Um, so that was that's one thing. I think now people are comfortable with it now, with just like black women wearing their hair color. <laughs> Color is where I, I have a problem. If you're going to dye your hair, you do normal colors like blonde and browns and whatever. No reds. I don't mean like a natural redhead. I mean like those. Christmas tree red. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I worked with a young lady and she used to wear like pink hair. And this was a big company, but no one said anything to her. She was really quiet. And, you know, I was like, well, maybe because she's quiet. She was so sweet. But it was weird because it was just like that was her thing. Like she didn't really fit the corporate casual, business casual. She was quiet. No one said anything. I thought it was inappropriate because it was colorful, but no one said anything. So I would say neat hair is always a plus. And what I mean by neat is even if you're natural, even if it's like a twist out, it could still be a nice twist out, right? If you have curly hair, that's still fine. I would say when it comes to like wild hair, (laughs) I wouldn't do super wild. I would probably pin it up, right? Pin it up in the front or something. Just give it a little bit of professionalism in the front. But it can still be pretty big. Because again, nowadays, it's casual. You can still express yourself a little bit more. So you don't have to wear a tight bun like you're in the bank. Um, so I just say, with be be careful on what you're doing to your hair and how you're styling it. You know when your hair is out of order, ladies. <laughs> so just really pay attention to that. And before you step out the door, take that last five minutes, take a look at yourself again, and go. I think the key word you said is neat. Mm-hmm. I really agree with you. And, I, and you're, I, I agree with you about color, too. And I know that's really challenging now because we're in a place where everybody has a color in your hair, but you've got to know your audience. You have to know the room, right? You got to know where you are and know how to play it. But for me, the only thing that I think is a definite no-no is 
are not neat going to work with wet hair. When I used to take the subway in the morning and I would see women with the curly hair, with the wet hair look, or I just got out the shower, so I'm not going to comb it, but I'm going to go into the office like that. Like, it wouldn't be my office that they were working in because I would make sure that I would be like, you can't come into the, like, you just got out the shower. It looks like you got out the shower. You didn't even dry it or put your fingers through it or put a brush through it. If it's going to be wet, make it just be neat. Whatever it is, make it neat. And you're right. If you have wild hair, I think wild hair is so beautiful. Just make it neat. It can be wild and neat at the same time. You know your hair, right? You know how to do it. But the wet, crunchy look with the curly hair that it looks like it's still dripping, that is not work appropriate. And that really bothers me. I would send somebody home if I was a boss and they came to me like that. I would be like, go to a dry bar or go fix your hair, but don't come in here like that. And I'm not, I'm not kidding you. I think most, I think women bosses will say something. I think men bosses will just kind of just let it slide because they don't really know sometimes, right? They know inappropriate attire, like, okay, her shirt is too low, right? But as far as hair, they just may not know. They're probably like, oh, that's the new thing. <laughs> but I believe that a woman, a woman boss will definitely say something first. Or even maybe your friend will say like, hey, you know they might say something to you, right? You also have to have those friends too that's going to be honest with you, especially if you ladies are trying to move up in your company, right? Have your friends tell you, be honest with you, like that's not going to work. But I agree with the wet hair because I used to see it all the time in, in New York. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think certain, I think men won't say anything because they're too scared. They're too scared that someone's going to say, you're coming after my hair because of my culture and that's my background and blah, blah, blah. You already know that. So they're going to be like, you know what? I'm not touching that. I'll just leave that alone. But at some point you've got to say something like I walked into a target. I, this is a true story. Last week, walked into target. Um, there was a beautiful, beautiful girl. Um, I've actually seen her there before. Um, she has this big jacket that says security. She's security. But she always has like a lovely style. She had curlers in her hair. And what I mean is, you know those long like rubber sticks that you just put in your hair and curl them and then you can bend them however you want? She must have had about 12 of those in her hair working the front at Target. And I was like, you're going to tell me this corporation so big is going to have a woman come to work and deal with the public with curlers in her hair i just i don't understand how that's okay i will say i don't know if people just don't care or they're surrounded by that all day so like that's their environment right and i'm sure she lives with somebody (laughs) and they thought it was okay (laughs) so it really boils down to like i said who you're around like your family your friends some people may just think it's okay. Remember the situation with the celebrity who was talking about the women with the bonnet. That was, you know, the social media was just so all over the place with it. Like she got so much slack for it. But I mean, it's true. Wearing pajamas and scarves outside, it's not a good look. Now, designer scarves for your head. Yeah, maybe because you wear them differently, right? Um, You may wear them around your neck. You may wear them as a headband. But to have like a bonnet on your head or rollers? <laughs> no. <laughs> you have to. Here's the thing. Your image. It's like you're your 
you're your own brand, right? So regardless of where you are, work outside, people are judging you. You go into a store, people follow you around. You have rolls in your hair, people are going to follow you around. They're going to think, I don't know, they're going to think anything bad, right? If you go out presenting yourself in a way where you look like you put some effort into it, you will get a different feedback from whoever you come encounter with for that day. I guarantee you. Guarantee you. So try it out, ladies. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's what you said. It's a matter of care. And, you know, we're in a casual place in the world right now. Nothing wrong with that. But you've got to know what kind of casual is is to go out into the street and what kind of casual is to be home and what kind of casual is to go from your house to the store and back home. There's different kind of casuals, but when you work, it, you know, I don't want to go into a store like a Target and see people who work there with their hair still in curlers or, you know, if you left the house with your house, if you left the house and it was on fire and you had to run to work or whatever, or, you know, you had to open early because whatever, take them damn curlers off your head. But for a boss to allow you to do that is... It, it, it just upsets me. I'm surprised the manager or whoever didn't say something when she came in because any think about it like this. You're a customer. You could have easily said, well, I have a problem with that. Like you coming to get a good target experience. We all love target, right? So it's like, well, I'm not getting that with this. Like it's not her. It's the rollers. Like you just rolled out of bed. It's just not a good look. And I think women should really pay attention to that. And it's not dressing for other people. It's dressing to show that you actually care about yourself. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> the corporate world is something very specific. And I love that you not only work in corporate, but you teach people how to dress in the corporate world. And I can imagine the type of resistance you get because when people work in corporate, that's generally their career. So you might get a client who's like 17 years has had the same style and you couldn't wait to get your hands on them. And now that you do, it's like, how do you help them get out of a style that they are stuck in and, and that they see nothing wrong with? Um, how, how do you approach a situation like that? So I had a client where she worked at a company for like 10 years and she didn't she didn't think there was anything wrong someone kind of asked her if she wanted to like you know it was like a gift right and she wasn't really resistant she just where she was messing up at was she thought that she was just fine but I was explaining to her like well how long have you been in your position right she's been in her same position since she got to the company wow. so she hasn't moved anywhere so I was explaining to her like you know your image plays such a key role in you moving up into these bigger positions at your job your higher ups want to see that they can send you out to meet a client, right? You are the company brand. They are paying you <laughs> not to look good, but to really present a, a professional image. And she basically, she kind of lightened up after a while, after I explained to her, like, well, you haven't moved up. You know, is there a reason why? And she's like, well, I applied. I kept applying. And once she said that, I knew exactly what it was. Um, and I think that's hard for people to hear, like, your image. So I'm like, your style, but your image is not giving off that you want to level up in your career, right? Because if it was, you would have moved up probably seven years ago <laughs> and not been in the same position for 10 years. So it's not, it's not bad. I just try to make sure that I'm very open and allow them to be as 
open as they can and vulnerable because that's where it all boils down to. Most people will hold back if you don't give them that space to be vulnerable. So I'm very good at just like listening to them and truly understanding them. And I think that's a big part in being a stylist, like really understanding your client and letting them know that I totally relate. <laughs> Trust me, I relate because we've all been through something. I was never, I wasn't always like perfect with styling or anything like that. But over the years, I'm like, hmm, I'm still learning stuff. Like I'm still learning stuff as a stylist, like just seeing things. I'm like, you know what? I can incorporate that into my services. But I definitely think that it's not hard. I think once you kind of break down to them why they may be feeling this way, they open up and it's history from there. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And that is something a good stylist picks up on. And, you know, I think that it's not, again, it's not about pushing what we think people should wear, right? It's just really about helping to get the person to a great place with still being themselves, right? Like for me, it's all about pushing people to be their most authentic self. And through that, you naturally um, gain confidence. It's, it, you naturally just celebrate who you are in the best way. And I think that if anyone is listening to us right now and they're like, it's, you know, I wonder if that's me because I have been in this position for a long time. It is worth the investment to hire a person like yourself or myself that's like, listen, I work in corporate, right? I know what corporate is looking for. And if you want to get my one of my first clients, I got her because she worked in finance and she wanted a promotion. She said, if you can get me that promotion, I'll keep working with you, which I was already, I knew I was going to get her that promotion. And she got promoted three times after she started working with me. Okay. So it really does, you know, you're investing in yourself. You've got to remember to invest in yourself. And I'm not saying this so someone can say, oh, I'm going to go out today and get a stylist. I'm saying you've got to make the investment in yourself. It really changes people's moods, people's attitudes, people's energy. Your energy shifts. When your energy shifts, believe me, people see it, they feel it, they know it, and they will respond to you differently. So investing in yourself is something that I don't think anybody should, you know, look down on. I don't have the money. I don't have this. You want to come up, you're going to have to put up a little bit to come up, I think. Coco, can you name three items for men and women that are never appropriate in the workplace? Okay, so for women, we're going to touch back on the five-inch heels. <laughs> never. I would say the mini skirts. And I would say transparent tops. Like, don't do it. You can wear the sleeves, maybe. But other than that, no. And then for men, shorts. No shorts. Don't do shorts. I've seen men in slacks and flip-flops. No flip-flops. <laughs> no, no graphic tees. I would say no graphic tees. And I'm going to add the fourth one, which is the sneakers. Like, no urban sneakers. Keep it classy. But the graphic tees is a big one um, because it's always been, like, a thing. So no, no t-shirts with like crazy graphics on it. Just kind of stay away from it, guys. With the weed leaf on it. <laughs> That's, you know, it's kind of not appropriate for the workplace. Even if you work for FedEx and you think that that's okay, it's not. That's another thing. I wonder if like, well, I know maybe like they think because they work for like FedEx, they can do it. Here in Atlanta, I do see a lot of guys who, you know, deliver in the neighborhood. And sometimes I'm like, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> 
Like, I can see them, but I mean, they're FedEx, but they don't really care. <laughs> so, yeah, no graphic T-shirts, guys. And sometimes uh, some men will wear, like, ties with, like, inappropriate things on them. I've seen that. Like, they'll wear, like, a vacation tie that has, like, palm trees or something. <laughs> like, I know you love your tie. You had a good time, but no, sir. <laughs> Can we touch on fit? And I really want to say fit for the workplace because I think people, you know, when you're sedentary and you sit down, sometimes <laughs> sometimes people gain weight and then they want to come into the office with clothes that don't fit them anymore. And the thing about that is that that's the first thing people notice. And I think fit is so important. Um, your clothes have to fit you right. Don't think that people don't notice it. Well, people are not going to know. They're going to notice. Um, and I just think that's really important. I saw on Instagram the other day, somebody put like um, five celebrities. Let's say it was it was definitely Beyonce. It was definitely J-Lo. And I don't remember who the other girls were. And an outfit like Rihanna. And then they took women who were like six to eight sizes larger than that. And they put each of these women in the same exact outfit. It's almost like, you know, Beyonce wore it like this. And then this person went and found all the pieces and then put it, took a picture of themselves. And so the, and I was looking at the comments and the comments were really interesting because none of them were mean, but they were making good points, but everyone was nice about it. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool. But they were like, uh, you know, things like that. Like the same things I was thinking, uh, isn't fit important? And, you know, shouldn't your fabric be a fabric that works for you? So I don't think there was anything wrong with that. I think it's cute for a kiki. But first of all, I was like, well, why can't you just be yourself and wear what you want to wear? Why do you have to wear the exact same thing Beyonce wore, the exact same thing J-Lo wore? Like, if you're going to do all of that to wear it and you want, it's because you want to be stylish. And if you want to be stylish, do it in your way. And yes, um, when the size is eight times bigger, 10 times bigger, of course, there's nothing wrong with that. But if that fabric is not for you, then it's not going to look like that on you. And if the fit is not for your body type, it's not going to look like that. And I think that we're in a place where people are like, I could do whatever I want. I could wear whatever I want. I could da, da, da. All right, go ahead, rock out. But if you, you know, if you don't uh, consider fabrications for your body, shapes for your body, that includes me and you. We cannot wear everything and so I think people especially everywhere but in an office setting where you are on a stage and everybody looks at you don't go to work with ill-fitting clothes don't go to work with stains on your clothes don't go to work with cat hair all over your clothes and then you don't even have the roller to roll it please speak to this Coco okay so the cat hair situation <laughs> I remember so I had a cat when I was younger but my cat was like like totally afraid of me. My sister and brother, like the cat just loved them. The cat knew not to mess with me. But I remember being on the subway and this lady had on a black wool coat and she sat next to me and I freaked out because she had so much cat hair on her. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> so I didn't want to be like, ew, but she's like, it's just hair. And I was like, yeah, it's not just hair for me. <laughs> I'm just going to get up, right? But I'm saying to myself, like, you, you're, you saw this when you left your home. 
Now you're going to go into an office. Someone's going to look at, and God knows if it even smells like, because you got to think about stuff like that. We always think the worst when it comes to cats, right? But ill-fitting clothes is something that I tell women, you have to fit fabric and style, right? And when it comes to work clothes, like trousers and stuff, I'm tall, so I can't go to your local store just to pick up a pair of trousers, right? Um, I have... I had to do research and to learn how to shop for my body. And I'm also an inverted triangle, like, uh. <laughs> so I have to make it work, right? I have to bring out the bottom of me to balance out my body. If I don't, it's going to look strange, right? Back in the day, I loved skinny jeans, but I just knew it wasn't. I always knew that it wasn't for me. Something wasn't right. It wasn't my shoulders are a certain way, you know? So when it comes to the style, well, the fit, I definitely think that doesn't matter what size you are. Um, if anything is too small, you have to get rid of it. Like we don't do, I always tell my clients, we don't do inspiration clothes. Like we don't hold on to stuff and say that we're going to lose the weight because most of the time we don't do it <laughs> right away. Yeah. Get rid of it. If there's something that is too big for you and you love it, you keep it, you get it tailored. Simple. Even if you're at a store and you want something, you're like, okay, they don't have my size. It's too big. Size up. Get it tailored. When you get things tailored, it just looks so much better to your body. I have long arms. Most of the time, jackets don't fit me. So you know what I do? I get them cut into three-quarter blazers. Unless it has enough room for me to bring it down. If, if it doesn't, I, I get it cropped. And that's it. Like, I'm so tired of rolling it up. It's so annoying sometimes. I'm like, let me get it cropped into something different. So you just get creative with what you have, right? We are born with these bodies. I can't do anything about my height. I'm stuck with it. <laughs> so I have to make things work for me. I can't wear, and it's funny because as a tall woman, I don't know if tall women really pay attention to this. Distressed jeans are not really for us. And here's why. <laughs> the holes, unless you buy tall or long, the holes don't go where they're supposed to go on us. <laughs> and I don't think they pay attention to like the holes and like this random spot supposed to be on your knee, <laughs> but it's not. So that's something that I am aware of now. Well, I've been aware of for, for some time. I'm like, oh, we can't wear these. Like, no, it's just not for us. And even like buying like uh, ankle pants. Ankle pants, for we, it has to be in a long. Otherwise, it's not going to be an ankle. It's going to be like some weird capri on us. <laughs> like, so it's just learning your body, knowing, learning what looks good on you, the fabric. You know, I'm really big on quality and buying the best thing for your money. Social media has definitely tainted a lot of people's mind and I think what's happening now is everyone thinks that you have to have designer clothes everything with logos it's just not that's not really that's not style like that's just fashion that's fast fashion and when it comes to the workplace I would always say invest in your work wear that is where you spend 70% of your time, 30% is your social life. And if you are in a business casual setting, you create outfits that can easily be transitioned into a social event. And nowadays, a lot of women, they're kind of getting away from jeans and stuff like that. So most of the time, your work clothes is something that you could actually wear on weekends, right? If you like slacks and flats and stuff like that, you can wear it. So invest in that stuff. And that way, you're not wasting money. Because I think people are, 
And I touched on this recently. I think a lot of people grew up in like, I don't want to say low income housing or low, maybe not having a lot. And they're kind of stuck on this whole sale thing, like shopping sales and buying a bunch of things on sale. But then you buy this stuff and then you end up with a closet full of clothes and still nothing to wear, right? And I think that mentality just comes from childhood, watching parents shop that way and you kind of picked it up. But I, I like to tell people and it kind of makes them think, I'm like, when you shop sales all the time, you're pretty much getting what's left over. You're not even getting what you really want, right? So I always recommend creating like a shopping list of things that you really, really want. And you Mm. shop from that list. If it so happens to go on sale, that's perfect, right? (laughs) I'm not against it (laughs) uh, to that extent. But, you know, you shop from that list. And that way you're buying things that actually is going to benefit your wardrobe. Because there's a lot of women who have so many clothes. And every day they're like, I have nothing to wear. And I'm like, you have this whole closet full of clothes, but nothing... And it's so, it it still boggles my mind every day. (laughs) But, you know, people are just, they're stuck on just buying all these key fashion pieces on these uh, fast fashion. And it's not really benefiting them. And most of the time, it's not even their style. (laughs) They're buying it because it went across Instagram 50 million times. And like, I need this shirt that has all this sequence on it. (laughs) But it's not, it's not your style. So I just think women need to really dive into themselves and really understand what, what they really love and what fits for them because everything is just not for everyone, you know? So, yeah. (laughs) That is excellent. Excellent advice. You're right. Um, There's two more things that I want to touch on that I I see in the office wear that really bothers me. You know, I would really like it if women of a certain size, in fact, I would like if we find all the gray pants, all the window pane gray pants, the charcoal ones, the light ones. I would like it if we find all of them in the entire universe and burn them or do something with them, make quilts with them. I don't care. But I don't think that women between the age, especially young women who are like oversized and uh, 23 years old, I don't even want to say oversized. I take that back. I don't even mean that word. Who are a certain size, whatever size that is. And you're like, well, they don't have the red pants or the blue pants in my size. So I'm going to get these gray pants. Don't buy the gray pants. I mean, I can't stand looking at them. And I really want to say, and you know, you can help me with this, Coco. I really want to say to especially young women of a certain, of a certain size, those pants age you. Those pants will never get you a promotion. And I would urge you and implore you to look for brands, right? Eloqui is a great brand. It's not the greatest um, quality, but it is. it has style. And I feel like when you're young and you can't find things in your size, there are brands out there that represent you, that represent your size, that have great things. And I know this because I have clients, okay? who I recommend these things to don't settle for less because you're a certain size period. I believe, okay, personally, (laughs) I feel like every time I go shopping, I see like really nice plus size stuff. Like I always see stuff. So when I see women kind of like, I guess you could say jumping on the bandwagon to what they're seeing because they're confident. They feel like they can wear it. They're not realizing how it looks. They feel good in it, but visually it's just, not visually pleasing right and i worked with a woman she was plus size and listen she was like fly than fly oh she dressed so nice to me like she was never like over the top with 
like heels and stuff. She always wore flats. Um, but everything that she wore was so nice on her. And I used to get a little jealous because I'm like, hey, <laughs> where'd you find that? <laughs> but that means she did the research and she knew her body type and she just did the research and she shopped the right way for her body type. But I think that, you know, especially in the workplace, the gray pants, it's like, there's so many variations of it, but I get what you're saying because it, it can age a person if you're not pairing it with something that can bring it out. I'm not a fan yes. of gray. <laughs> I'm not a fan of gray. It's just not something that I like, but I have seen a lighter gray, almost almost like a, I don't even want to say silver, but a lighter than that gray that you're saying with like mm -hmm. a pretty pastel color, right? Maybe like yes. lavender or something. But I think people get... Like you said, maybe, oh, they don't have my size. I'm just going to get it instead of kind of doing the research and trying to figure out where can I get some nice color pants in my size? Because we don't have to just wear black and blue anymore. We can right. wear other colors. So it's just doing the research and finding out who actually caters to you. And Eloquid does have, I, <laughs> I see them. They have nice stylish stuff. Not the best yeah. quality, but definitely nice and fitting for women, right? So I, you know, I definitely think that if they did some research, they'll feel a lot more confident and they'll get a lot more attention at work from management, right? right? Because they're presenting themselves in a certain way. And there are a lot of brands, so many brands that have um, size inclusivity. So you don't have to say like, but I don't know where to go. Ask a fly girl that you see, ask someone you know. It's okay that you don't know. You're not supposed to know everything. Ask and you will you will find it will come up and I'm not I don't have anything against the color gray but it's those certain gray pants and you know I'm sure you guys have seen them you know exactly what I'm talking about they shouldn't even exist the last thing I want to touch on is footwear in a different way one thing that I think is completely I don't like to see it in an office is when women buy flats because they go to work you know you wear heels and then you want to change the flats but then you buy the 999 flats at forever 21 these unstructured flats and they really 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 look slop like that's a place where you can invest get like an Oxford get a structured flat and what do I mean by a structured flat that they have a maybe a little wooden heel that they hold your foot in in all the right places it doesn't have to be a lace. It doesn't have to be a zipper. The least embellishment, the better. But that it holds your foot and it makes your foot look good. Not this sloppy thing where your foot is hanging out all over everywhere and then you walk into your boss's office. It's just there's nothing attractive about a sloppy flat. Can you speak to this, Coco? So those are like those ballerina flats. <laughs> I hate those. And... <laughs> um, I think what it is that, like you said, there's no structure to them. So I remember Oprah said something many, many years ago. How old am I now? I'm 42. So maybe when I was like 30, I remember her saying about women wearing sneakers to like go to work. And, you know, she's so against it. So I, I would say get you like you said, a structured pair or even a pointy pair because you can find really nice points, point flats and mm -hmm. invest in it because if you're not wearing them all day, they're going to last you for a really long time. So find some brands that actually have really nice points that you like. They don't have to have a lot of design on them. Simple, something that you can wear literally all the time. But get away from the ballerina pumps, um, even those Cory Birch ones. I know a lot of women wear those. <laughs> <laughs> But those are not like, those are not for work. They're not, point, points will always, 
outshine a rounded toe ballerina shoe. It just, it's a little, it's classy. It just looks classy. So investing your flats, ladies, if that's something that you're going to wear to work, don't wear sneakers. Um, and like I said, you never know who you're going to meet on the way to work. So no sneakers, ladies, no sneakers. Get you some cute flat, comfortable, make sure they're comfortable and be on your way. <laughs> and I think if you're good, there's nothing wrong with the ballerina flat, but if you're taking a ballerina flat to work, invest in the money, use your bonus, do it, but get the Chanel flat that's a structured flat and it, if you can't do chanel make sure it has the amount of structure that a chanel flat has that's why a chanel flat is never sloppy because it has structure so just think structure i don't even mind the quilting there's different brands that do it and you're right the the less embellishment like the tory birch has this such a huge thing on your foot nothing wrong with that if that's your style but that's a lot and it complicates your outfits i guarantee you the less sometimes is more um coco do you have any words of wisdom that you'd like to impart before we depart <laughs> i would say to the ladies out there invest in yourself uh, if you're trying to move up in your company and you notice that you've been applying for jobs and nothing has really been working out and you notice that the women are in the women who are in the positions that you want to be in are dressing a certain way take hint to that Pay attention to that. Watch how they're dressing. Watch how the mannerism is at work because they're watching, guys. So that is my tip. And here's another tip. This is a this is a fashion tip. <laughs> Not really a fashion, but I would say if you find that you're struggling in the morning to get dressed, always plan out your outfits. Hang them up so you can see them. That way you can figure out if this outfit is for the day. And what I mean by that is when you're creating your outfit in the morning, always think about your work schedule. You may have a client meeting today. You may want to wear a certain color, right? You may have a team meeting. You may want to wear a certain color for that. Check the weather. Don't just get dressed blindly <laughs> because you may not be 100% happy in your clothes. So plan out your outfits, ladies, and let's get these jobs that we really, really want. That is great advice. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and 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 to add to that, I'll say if there's a snowstorm that day and you're the only one who shows up to the office and you have to meet and greet everybody who comes in there, make sure that you look like the boss if if you're the at the helm for the day. So I th thank you so much. It's so nice to, you know, to get someone else's opinion who's a stylist and someone else's things that they see. It's just so nice because then you're like, oh, wow, I never thought of that. So I love learning from other stylists. And I think corporate styling is really a very specific niche. It's something that's absolutely needed. And people do need to really know, especially if this is their career, if they're in that, they've got to know. Especially, you know, these kids come out of Ivy League schools, all kind of schools, and you're going into the workforce, you've got to know um, how to present yourself because you have one chance to make a first impression. Coco, where can they find you? Let's say someone's listening and they're like, I, I need to speak to her. I, I need to up my game or I need advice. Where can they find you so that they can, you know, talk to you? You can either go to my website at www.cocostylesny.com. That's C-O-C-O -C -O styles, S-T-Y-L-E-S-N-Y.com. You can book a consultation or easy way because everyone's on Instagram. You can hit me up on 
at Coco Styles NY on Instagram in my DM. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. It was such a joy to have you. And remember to join the conversation. We want you to join in on this conversation of this podcast. Join in on Instagram, on Facebook, DM me, but join the conversation. Bring a friend, tell a friend you're learning things for free. We are giving out our professional information that we charge lots of money for right here at your disposal. So learn from it, use it and have a happy life. Thank you for listening to the Wardrobe Boss podcast. And I hope to meet you in the streets one day. Wardrobe Boss is hosted and produced by Eliza Perilla, executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find the Wardrobe Boss podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Wardrobe Boss is a mean old line media production.